Hare Krishna. I welcome all to everyday chant Harinam conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have Har Grace Amrita Madhavi Devi Dasi Mataji from Bangalore, India to enlighten us on verse 4, chapter 23, canto 5. Hare Krishna Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Please uh, take over the call when you are ready. Hare Krishna, dear Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances and my humble obeisances to all of you who is assembled in this call. Um, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, all goes to Sri Guru and Gauranga. So before we start uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, we recite the prayers. <clears throat> Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Jaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jaya Mudirayet Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavatama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki Mam Vishnupada Akshna Prashtaya Bhutale Shrimati Jaya Pataka Swaminiti Namini Namacharya Padayatai Kripa Pradayana ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿಕೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ರೇ ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರಿ ಮುಖಂ ಕರೋತಿ ವಾಚಾಲಂ ಪಂಗುಂ ಲಂಘಯತೆ ಗಿರಿಂ ಯತ್ಕೃಪಾತಮಹಂ ವಂದೇ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಂ ದೀನತಾರಣಂ ಪರಮಾನಂದ ಮಾಧವಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಈಶ್ವರಂ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ತತ್ಸತ್ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತಿ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತಿ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತಿ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ Canto 5, Chapter 23, Text Number 4. We want to complete the whole chapter today because um, we don't have much of the purports. <laughs> It is just nine shlokas, uh, probably one of the sh- very short chapters yeah, in the whole of Bhagavatam. So, Canto 5, Chapter 23, Text 4. Kecha naita jyotir anikam shishu mara ಸಂಸ್ಥಾನೀನ ಭಗವತೋ ವಾಸುದೇವಸ್ಯೋಗಾರಣಾಯಾಂಥೀಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಸ್ಟಿಕ್ಸ
the gigantic form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, yes, uh, you know, sometimes people um, are not able to accept that Krishna has a form. And uh, sometimes people think that, uh, you know, he's formless. So, and some yogis, you know, they, if they cannot visualize Krishna as he is with 200 form, then they prefer to see the Lord as something very big. That is Virat Purusha. Virat Purusha means now whatever they are going to explain as Shishimara. They want to visualize him as Shishimara and they try to <clears throat> meditate upon him, remember him morning, afternoon, evening. It is told at the end of this chapter that you know whoever remembers this particular form of Shishimara you know, and prays you know, morning, afternoon, evening, their sins will be destroyed. We are not after destroying the sins. We are into getting love of Godhead. One gets love of Godhead, you know, for them, there is no sins. And there is there is no um, impious acts, there is no pious acts. So, um, this is about some transcendentalists, uh, some yogis, you know, who cannot accept the form of the Lord. Such people, they try to focus on this imaginary Shishumara, you know, to be swimming in the sky, the way dolphin swims in water, like that Prabhupada says in the purport. So, they prefer to meditate. This Shishumara is uh, considered as Virat Rupa, you know, because it is very huge, very big. From all these uh, few days, I think you have been hearing the distance between one planet to the other in how many yojanas, means in how many miles, you know, huge. It's in millions and billions, you know, the distance. So all this you have gone through. And so if each each uh, planet or star is um, billions of uh, miles away from one another, then just imagine when everything is put together, how huge. So that gigantic form is considered as Virat Rupa of the Lord, you know, external form of the Lord, which people, external means um, actually imaginary form of the Lord. Some yogis prefer to focus on this imaginary form. Even they benefit. How they benefit? That the last verse of this chapter will tell. The rest of the verses don't have any purport. So we just go on reading them. <clears throat> End of 5, chapter 23, text number 5. Yasya puchagri vakshirasya kundali bhuta dehasya dhruva upakalpitastasya Langule prajapatir agnir indro dharma iti puchamule dhata vidhata cha pratyam saptarashya tasya dakshinavarta kundari bhuta sharirasya yani udagaya nani dakshinaparshvetu nakshatrani upakalpayanti dakshinayananitu Savye yatha shishumarasya kundala bhoga sannivesasya parshvayor ubhayor api avayava sama sankhya bhavanti rishtitva ajaviti akasha ganga chodarata Translation, Kento 5, Chapter 23, Text 5 by Srila Prabhupada. So this form of the Shishumara has its head downward and its body coiled. 
On the end of its tail is the planet of Dhruva. On the body of its tail are the planets of the demigods Prajapati, Agni, Indra and Dharma. And at the base of its tail, at the base of its tail are the planets of the demigods Dhata and Vidhata. Where the hips might be on the Shishumara are the seven saintly sages like Vashishta and Angira. The coiled body of Shishumara Chakra turns toward the, its right side on which the four fourteen constellations from Abhijit to Punarvasu are located. On its left side are the fourteen stars from Pushya to Uttarashada. Thus its body is balanced because its sides are occupied by an equal number of stars. On the back of the Shishumara is a group of stars known as Ajaviti and on its abdomen is the Ganges that flows in the sky, the Milky Way. <coughs> so I was referring uh, Bhagavad Subodhini in that uh, they have nicely made a chart. Actually I sent that chart to our uh, Rupini Padmamataji on WhatsApp and uh, since since I am not the admin, I am not able to post, so she can post it. Um, so when she sees, uh, I request her to post it, so that people uh, who try to hear this class, just by seeing that particular uh, chart, they get to know uh, clearly what I am trying to say. So the chart, is, uh, you know, the verse number, it is verse number 5. You can see the breakup beautifully put in the chart. So what is it saying? Celestial bodies at different parts of the dolphin's body. Dolphin means Shishumara. Dolphin's body. So this form of Shishumara has its head downward and its body coiled. Now end of the tail, what is there? Planet of Dhruva is there. Body of the tail, planets of Prajapati, Agni, Indra and Dharma are there. At the base of the tail, planets of Dhata and Vidata are there. On the hips of the dolphin, Saptarishis like Vashishta and Angira are there. <coughs> right side of its coiled body, 14 constellations from Abhijit to Punarvasu are there. Left side of its coiled body, 14 stars from Pushya to Uttarashada are there. On its back, group of stars known as Ajaviti are there. On the abdomen, the Ganges that flows in the sky. So then, sixth verse, <coughs> you can see, Punarvasu Pushyau Dakshina Vamayo Shronyor Ardra Shleshe Dakshina Vamayo Paschimayo Padayor Abhijit Uttrashade Dakshina Vamayor Nasikayor Yatha Sankyam Shravana Purvashade Dakshina Vamayor Lochanayor Dhanishta Moolamcha Dakshina Vamayo Karnayor Maghadini Ashta Nakshatrani Dakshinayanani Vamaparshwa Vankrishu Yunjita Tathaiva Mriga Shirshadini Udagaya Nani Dakshina Parshwa Vankrishu Pratilomyena Prayunjita Shatavisha Jeste Skandayor Dakshina Vamayor Neset Chapter 23 Text number 6 Translation by Srila Prabhupada Jai Srila Prabhupada on the right and left sides of where the loins might be on the Shishumara Chakra are the stars named Punarvashu and Pushya. Ardra and Ashlesha are on its right and left feet. Abhijit and Uttarashada are on its right and left nostrils. Shravana and Purvashada are its 
right and left eyes <coughs> and Dhanishta and Mula are on its right and left ears. The eight stars from Maga to Anuradha which mark the southern course of the ribs of the left of its body and the eight stars from Margashira to Purvabhadra which mark the northern course are on the ribs on the right side. Shatabisha and Jesta are on the right and left shoulders. So again I would like to read the breakup as per um, this book. It is, it is put in a chart. 28 constellations are located on either side of the body of the dolphin. Right and left loins, Punarvasu and Pushya stars. On the right and left feet, Ardra and Ashtesha stars. Right and left nostrils, Abhijit and Uttarashada stars. Right and left eyes, Shravana and Purvashada stars. Right and left ears, Danishta and Mula stars. Ribs on its left side, eight stars from Magatonradha. Ribs on its right side, eight stars from Margashira and Purabhadra. Right and left shoulders, Shatabisha and Jesta stars. Then, <coughs> seventh was Uttarahanaum, Agastir, Adharahanaum, Yamomukeshu, Changaraka, Shanaischara Upasate, Brahaspati Kakudi, Vakshasi. Adityo Rudaye Narayano Manasi Chandro Nabhyam Ushana <coughs> Sanayor Ashvinao Buddha Pranapanayo Rahur Gale Ketava Sarvangeshu Romasu Sarve Taraganaha So Canto 5, Chapter 23, Text 7, Translation On the upper chin of the Shishumara is Agasti, on its lower chin, Yamaraja, on its mouth, Mars, on its genitals, Saturn, on the back of its neck, Jupiter, on its chest, the sun, and within the core of its heart, Narayana, within its mind is the moon, on its navel, Venus, and on its breast, Ashwini Kumaras. Within its life air, which is known as Pranapana, is Mercury, on its neck is Rahu. All over its body are comets and in its pores are numerous stars. So the seventh verse breakup is upper chin is Agasti, lower chin is Yamaraj. Mouth is Mars, genitals is Saturn. Back of its neck is Jupiter, chest is Sun, core of its heart is Narayana. And um, yeah, mind is Moon, navel is Venus, breasts are Ashwini Kumaras, life fair Prana and Apana is Mercury. Neck is Rahu, all over its body is comets, pores is numerous stars. That's the breakup of verse number 7 of chapter 23, Canto 5. Now, Canto 5, chapter 23, verse number 8. Etaddu haiva bhagavato vishno sarvadevatamayam rupam aharaha sandhyayam prayato vagyato nirikshamana upatishtena Namo Jyotir Lokaya Kalayanaya Nimisham Pataye Maha Purushaya Bhidhi Mahiti So, translation of Kento 5, Chapter 23, Text number 8. My dear King, the body of the Shishimara are thus described, should be considered the external form of Lord Vishnu. The Supreme Personality of Godhead. Morning, noon and evening, one should 
silently observe the form of the Lord as a Shishumara Chakra and worship Him with this mantra. O Lord, who has assumed the form of time, O resting place of all planets, moving in different orbits, O Master of all demigods, O Supreme Person, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you and meditate upon you. See? So, this particular verse again, you know, proves that uh, Krishna is Supreme Personality of Godhead and, uh, you know, and He is the, um, you know, boss for all demigods. He is time. See, in uh, our Subodhini, you know, Bhagavad Subodhini, uh, it says, Mantra to worship Shishumara. The body of Shishumara should be considered as external form of Lord Vishnu. This is the point to be noted. Composed of all devatas. In this external form, what is there? Composed of it is having all devatas. And morning, noon and evening, one should silently observe this form. You just go uh, out and look up in the sky. Try to figure out this form. And worship him with this mantra. My obeisance unto you who have assumed the form of time, the resting place of all planets and master of all demigods, I meditate upon you. Like this, if, if you do meditation, then what happens daily, three times, morning, afternoon, night, if you do daily, what happens? That is in the next verse. And that is, uh, Canto 5, chapter 23, text number 9, which is the last verse of the chapter. Graharkshataramayam adhidaivikam Papapaham mantra kritam trikalam Namasyata smarato va trikalam Nashedatat kalajam ashupapam Canto 5, chapter 23, text number 9, translation by Srila Prabhupada. Chai Srila Prabhupada. The body of the Supreme Lord Vishnu, which forms the Sushumara Chakra, is the resting place of all the demigods and all the stars and planets. One who chants this mantra to worship that Supreme Person three times a day, morning, noon and evening, will surely be freed from all sinful reactions. If one simply offers his obeisances to this form or remembers this form three times a day, all his recent sinful activities will be destroyed. So, Canto 5, Chapter 23, Text 9, Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Summarizing the entire description of the planetary systems of the universe, Srila Vishwana Chakravati Takura says that one who is able to meditate upon this arrangement as the Virat Rupa or Vishwarupa, the external body of Supreme Personality of Godhead, and worship Him three times a day by meditation, will always be free from all sinful reactions. Vishwana Chakravati Takura estimates that Dhruvaloka, the pole star, is 3,800,000 yojanas above the sun, above Dhruvaloka by 10 million yojanas is Maharloka, above Maharloka is 20 million yojanas is Janaloka, above Janaloka by 80 million yojanas is Tapoloka, and above Tapoloka is 120 million yojanas is Satyaloka, and thus distance from the sun to Satyaloka is 233 million 8,000 yojanas or 1 billion 870 million 400,000 miles. The Vaikuntha planets begin 26 million 200,000 yojanas <coughs> or 209 billion 
600 million miles above Satyaloka. Thus, the Vishnu Purana describes that the covering of the universe is 260 million yojanas, that is 2 billion 80 million miles away from the sun. The distance from the sun to the earth is 100,000 yojanas, and below the earth by 70,000 yojanas are the seven lower planetary systems called Atala, Vitala, Sutala, Talatala, Mahatala, Rasatala and Patala. Below these lower planets are 30,000 yojanas. Sheshanaga is lying on the Garbhodaka ocean. That ocean is 249,800,000 yojanas deep. Thus the total diameter of the universe is approximately 500 million yojanas or 4 billion miles. Thus ends the Bhakti Vedanta purports to the 5th Canto 23rd chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled the Shishumara Planetary System. So you see um, what uh, Prabhupada is uh, explaining is he is giving complete summary, you know, complete summary of uh, uh, what is the distance, you know, from uh, um, each of these uh, lokas, you know, um, above the sun, you know. Um, uh, above Dhruvaloka, how many, you know, the distance between Dhruvaloka to Maharloka, distance between Maharloka to Janaloka, Janaloka to Tapoloka, like this, um, all the distances, you know, are told and uh, they are all at what distance from the sun, that's also told. And what is the distance between earth to sun, that's also told. So, all these numbers <laughs> are really a uh, little bit driving me crazy. I, I don't like to remember these numbers. Um, what I like to remember is um, that what Prabhupada is explaining here is that some people who um, worship, we, we heard it in the fifth verse or so that, you know, that some of the yogis, they actually, on the fourth verse, you know, some of the yogis actually, they meditate upon this particular Virat Rupa or the Shishumara you know, um, or the Vishwarupa, which is the external body of the Supreme Personality of God, which is imaginary. They try to, imaginary, but it's on the sky spreading, right? So, they consider it as um, God. They consider it as uh, the Lord. And they like to worship. And what do they get? Is this. If they just remember the Lord, even in this way, you know, which is imaginary form, which is the Virat Rupa of the Lord, even if you remember the Lord in this way, and if you pray, like in text number 8, you know, then uh, by saying, O Lord, who has assumed this form of time, O resting place of all planets, moving in different orbits, O Master of all demigods, O Supreme Person, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you, and meditate upon you, means you are admitting that He is Supreme Person, He is the Master of dev demigods, He is time Himself, so I offer my respectful obeisance, means you are surrendering, you are, you are respecting Him, uh, so, if we just do that three times a day, then also all our sins will be finished. Now, when we talk about sins finishing, you know, we should understand one thing. Just by finishing of sins, um, what are we going to achieve? You know, um, actually, uh, when we not only finishing sins, even if we get qualified to go to Golok, you know, just by um, fluke, um, is what to say. Suppose it, it's told that you know, if you if you do Damodarati in this this way, then you can go to Golok also. For some some things are written like that, you know. Or if you if you give uh, Bhagavatam on a particular Purnima, 
somewhere around this month i guess you know then um, or maybe last month then you know um, we go back to godhead or suppose if we donate some uh, money for uh, building a temple for the land to buy land for a building a temple where proper worship takes place you know so then also we get a place in goloka uh, we qualify to go there but you know the word qualify is a tricky word we qualify to go means suppose if somebody has donated to build iskons any good temple and he qualifies to go back but he is doing all nonsense activities after that what about that um, he is always looking for uh, sense gratification then is he really going to go the answer is he is qualified to go qualified to go and um, one who is going what's the difference the difference is one who is qualified to go at death he has to pass through heaven he has to pass through different heavens so when he sees that heaven where ramba menaka dance is there and where that particular um, you know um, wine kind of stuff is there which um, uh, the devatas drink he feels you know though he is qualified to go there on the way he gets attracted to go to swarga finished he'll go to swarga and then kshine punya vartilokam vishanti he'll not go back to god because he was qualified he didn't choose to go so even if you have to go back to god it we have to choose to go even after death this is this all possibility that we may get attracted to attracted to swarga and because as you are seeing you know we are passing through it huh you are seeing the distance between the earth and the sun and you know how you have satyaloka how you have maharloka how you have janaloka hmm? everything you know you are passing through it so anyone of the swarga lokas <coughs> if we get attracted we are finished bhakti can i have some water some warm water if it is ready or there is normal water also we we'll do glass <coughs> so um let me use this little cold water to wash <coughs> okay so what i was telling you was from so you know if we are passing through the heaven and if we are getting attracted you know to um, the um, sense gratification in that happens in heaven then if we choose to if we are doing all nonsense activities here if we are into sense gratification here we will obviously get attracted to the heavenly sense gratification which is much much higher our earth is nowhere thank you bhakti our earth is nowhere with respect to sense gratification uh, you know it is like um, a place of austerity here what our sense gratification ends within 2 3 seconds you eat a gulab jamun how much does the taste stay on the tongue can you keep the gulab jamun in the mouth for 1 hour uh, then you are not enjoying it if you keep just keeping in the mouth then you are not sorry you are not enjoying it if you are really enjoying it when you are enjoying it just 2 or 2 3 seconds anything you know anything whatever you are watching or anything you know it is just a very short time but but i heard that in swargaloka the uh, capacity for them to enjoy sense gratification is very high when it is very high we have learnt also in the past in one of the chapters behind the devatas are uh, you know um, admitting that see our uh, misfortune that we have so much of enjoying facility here that we can hardly remember the lotus feet of lord vishnu we cannot remember but the people in um, uh, this bharata varsha are very fortunate because they can um, easily surrender to krishna because they have so much of troubles sense gratification is very minimum and troubles are a lot 
that pushes them to Krishna. They are so lucky. <clears throat> so the possibility is, if we do some good activities, even if we are qualified to go to Golok, we may not go till there. Before, before we go, we may get attracted to Swargalok and we may take a deviation. That is why. Then how do we actually get qualified? I just want to tell that much and then we will end the class today. Um, how we can qualify ourselves to go back to Godhead is every moment, you know. Uh, what we have to do is, I was reading um, Mother Devaki Mataji's uh, book. Uh, Mother Devaki is um, um, uh, the disciple of Srila Prabhupada, very, very uh, senior uh, disciple of Srila Prabhupada. She has written uh, four books, Sheltering Relationships, uh, The False Ego, Our Constant Companion, uh, and Spiritual Culture, and one more book. So um, I happened to meet her uh, where a few just just few days ago, maybe uh, five six days ago, um, in Vrindavan, and that is when I could um, buy these books from her direct. Uh, so um, I got this false ego book, and it's amazing. Let me tell you. So what it says is how we can. It, the title is False Ego: Our Constant Companion and Troublemaker. Now all of us are suffering, right? For all our suffering, 90% of the times, our false ego is responsible. How? That is what you are able to catch if you read this book. And I will share you the tips quickly. So, if you want to go to Golok, then you have to first of all catch hold of that you are false ego. You know? How do you know it is false ego? Because every moment we have a choice to serve Krishna or Maya, right? So we make a choice whether to serve Krishna. If you are not serving Krishna, we are serving Maya. Now what is that Maya? The Maya is generally our false ego. Like suppose somebody says, why did you do that? Why did you do that? You say, oh, because th that is what happened and I had to do it. You know, so why, why are we defending? The minute we defend, we are actually defending our false ego. Means <clears throat> When a person says, why did you do that? You know, we feel, oh, uh, you know, um, they're not respecting me. They're getting angry with me. And uh, actually, I don't deserve that. I deserve all the respect. I, that, who says that? Our false ego says, I deserve all the respect. I am great, you know. I, am, I do all the right things, you know. <coughs> I do all the right things and I am great. And uh, therefore, I deserve all the respect. And what happens? When somebody says, uh, finds fault with us, it's like disrespect for the false ego. How can you disrespect me? No, I don't deserve this disrespect because I did it for this, this, this reason. So we are giving excuses. Sometimes it may not be, sometimes it may be a wrong uh, thing, there was a blame coming on us. And so we, we can never take a false thing on our head. So we will immediately defend. So who is defending? It's not the soul, it's the art, false ego, you know. False ego prompts the soul to defend and soul listens to it. <clears throat> so, you know, false ego is um, very, very dangerous. It will not let us, you know, spend proper quality time with Krishna. What happens is, um, this false ego, you know, uh, she says that Vaishnava's motivating force is of a very different nature. The devotee is driven by the desire to simply serve and please Hari Guru Vaishnavas, which places him in this constitutional position of being a servant. When the devotee's desire is to serve increases in intensity and purity, Krishna resides in the heart of everyone as Paramatma, witnesses his sincerity and he will make most suitable arrangements to help the devotee move forward in his devotional journey. But 
a materialist who is driven by the motivation to strive for success by aiming at a certain designation position title or the very fruits of engagement itself this motivating force of personal ambition is very strong but since it is based on false ego trying to be something that we are not and using those designations to enjoy control and exert proprietorship within our activities and achievements we will ultimately be lost the mode of passion leads to further entanglement and frustration and always ends in distress culminating with the time of death when everything is taken away from us and we have to do another round of material world by accepting another material body so this is how you know she nicely explains mother devaki explains um, about how you know if false ego is the motivation for us to attain success we end up taking another body but if uh, vaishnava's motivating force you know it is the real ego which wants to serve simply serve serve please serve um, you know and please hari or serve and please guru or serve and please vaishnavas or serve and please hari guru vaishnavas that's the best you know that is what actually um, makes him do the right things and he will not get any pious or impious activities and he will get purified and krishna will notice his sincerity and he will make more arrangements to help the devotee to go more and more closer to krishna and ultimately at the end of that particular lifetime he will go back to god so this is the only way you know what is the only way to serve krishna all the time is the only way but why are we not able to serve krishna all the time because we are serving false ego most of the times that is what we have to catch you know we should catch that when are we serving false ego you know how do you know that when you are serving false ego why i am saying this is because this topic was all about you know destroying the sin the last last topic was about destroying the sin i am i am telling you that just destroying the sin is of uh, you know not enough we have to ensure that um, we live only to please krishna that we don't even create a sin then where is what to speak of destroying it's not there we don't create a sin we don't create a piety you know we simply serve so every moment when you are doing something like um, now we are discussing shrimad bhagavatam we should ask ourselves is this going to please hari guru vaishnavas the answer is yes because rupal they told that he recommended that you must do it then very good do it but sometimes when the husband will say something or the wife will say something the husband feels even more agitated because wife is saying that or if the husband is saying something the wife also will be agitated though she is supposed to be subordinate to him she'll feel he will say how many times should i tell you please you know keep the thing in its place you're not keeping it if if the husband says to wife or the wife says to the husband the false ego gets hurt you know then i say oh, yeah but i was in a hurry you don't know how many things i'm handling so when i'm handling many things sometimes it happens it can happen to you also sometimes even that day you also did it now what is that see first of all we are saying it sometimes happens you know uh, we can't help it so what is that that is false ego means why do you say i am small why are you disrespecting me for or just misplacing something you know it can happen to you also so first of all um, i am not small because i was busy it happened and then you are also small if i am small you are also small because you also did it means you are also small don't if i am small then you are also small so we want to bring their image also low you see this all false egos activities you know so the more we water our false ego the more fruits of uh, that plant of false ego will come out by uh, disturbing the other person's false ego by trying to destroy the other person's false ego by trying to damage the other person's hit on the other person's false ego now one is we will try to defend our false ego 
another one we try to hit on there that's even more worse fruit so if we are keeping on doing this how are we going to remember krishna to remember krishna we have to be humbler than the straw on the street otherwise it's not possible to chant krishna all the time if you are humbler than the straw on the street more tolerant than the tree and if you give respect to those who disrespect then nowhere it is told that you have to defend yourself you know, defending ourselves, Devaki Mataji told me clearly, we should never try to defend ourselves. That is, we are defending false ego. We can defend others. In front of us, if another devotee is being criticized or humiliated, we can always defend, defend the other devotee. But we should never defend ourselves. So if we are following this particular etiquette, you know, then we will get more and more closer to Krishna. Just to follow that, you know, uh, actually I felt like telling something to my husband, saying that I wanted to say that, see, uh, you know, uh, I am uh, a part of uh, one of the ISKCON center, but see another ISKCON center, very intelligently they are calling me for their program, very occasionally, if they ask me to do every week, I will not do, I will not accept. Very rarely when they don't have anybody, they will just call me. See, very intelligently they are wanting to call. I, I thought of telling like that, you know. See, this in, this particular ISKCON center is very smart. Huh? That ISKCON center where I regularly go, they say, they say, Mataji, please start taking classes every week. And every week when they say my, something or the other, either I go for Yatra or, or my daughter's exams now are going to start from December to January 4th. So I won't be giving any class up to 4th. Today is the last day in this December. And I'll do next class only after 4th of January. So like this, you know, so I won't go to temple also because I have to cook. Otherwise, she will end up cooking and losing time. So uh, I, I want to tell my husband that, see, this, uh, you know, the other center now, if they give me some occasional services, I would do. But if they say week, every week you take up class, then I'm not going only. I feel very guilty. See, oh, I have not started. Okay, I have to go for Yatra. After that, I will start. Or, um, you know, something like that, I think. And sometimes when I think I'll start, then I fall sick and I don't go. But something or the other happens. But these people, they say, just in that school, Mataji, it is near your area. Nobody is there to go there. So will you please go and um, take a class there? Just a 10-minute session about why Bhagavad Gita is important. Just once. So let's, they say, just once, just once. And they made me take at least uh, five, six classes in different places in the last two months, you know. Um, so like that, you know, this is uh, intelligence, you know. Um, uh, like this, I wanted to tell my husband. Then I thought, what am I going to get by saying that? Means, am I pleasing Krishna uh, by talking this topic? No, because my husband is not interested in these things. He is happy if I am sitting at home and doing the household work. Because he is not into Krishna conscious moment. So he will not enjoy these details. He will feel that I am taking his time. So then, um, then if he speaks, uh, you know, uh, even a little bit um, unpleasantly, will Krishna be pleased? No. Why should I make him speak something unpleasant? That's not required. Otherwise, I would be a person who will just talk these kind of things to my husband. So then I thought, no, no, this is, um, this is not going to help him. It's not going to entertain my husband. You know, so it is entertaining my mind because I am seeing, see how smart these devotees are. They know how to how to get the seva done, you know. Like that I was thinking, you know. So, um, certain things, you know, we can share with certain people and that too we should think whether it is really required. If Now, now in this class, was it really required? Yes, just to tell you that this, this kind of things when it comes in our head, there is no need to share 
we are losing our time other person may not enjoy so that way we will not be pleasing krishna we should do things in a way the other persons get closer to krishna now when a person approaches us with all frustration what we should do uh, should we uh, should we get frustrated no that means we are entertaining our false ego we are watering our false ego we should think means then what we should do we should think of pleasing krishna See, there are only two things either we are uh, you know uh, enriching our false ego by supporting our false ego my means by defending the others defending ourselves with the others or we are simply serving krishna even if we are offended we are simply in the mood of serving krishna so one who is in the mood of serving krishna what he does he just ensures that when the other person is uh, uh, frustrating us he he what he does is what we should do is we should think oh krishna we should think how um, how i can actually uh, you know how i can actually uh, please you know this person by reducing his frustration that's all suppose um, if my husband says hey why did you put it uh, here or there something like that you know then i would say oh uh, i'm so sorry uh, yeah why you do it always lisa yesterday actually dosa batter he had got uh, you know because we were all not well and uh, uh, dosa batter buying is not a problem but we should make those and offer to krishna from that so because we are cooking it so he brought dosa batter and my daughter what she did she added extra water it's told no need to add water and she added extra water uh, and then he said why did you do it you know he told it's told don't add water now it's not coming out of tawa what is this and all he was telling her and it is told why do you do this so she told no um, i know it worked once like that that's why i did it i said you are defending your false ego you should not do that then what i should tell you know he is telling he knows he knows but i also know every time he comes and says this is how you should make dosa as if i don't know to make dosa she told me so i said this is your false ego when he tells you how to make you say oh is it as if you are learning for the first time every time he comes and teaches you act as if you are learning for the first time he will be happy don't frustrate him you know means our mood should be how to bring their frustration down that is the way to serve krishna because krishna expects that we maintain very pleasant relationships within the family so if we have to maintain pleasant relationships we have to keep an eye on how to make it pleasant not how to increase the frustration among the relationships so what we should do when somebody is frustrated you talk in such a way that their frustration gets calmed down maybe if required say a sorry or talk something that will please them then what happens then they will become all right and then krishna will be very pleased do it to please krishna because krishna likes it when we calm down the frustrated family members so if you're doing it with the intention of pleasing krishna wow that becomes pure devotional service you know that because you're doing your duty though you may not like it though you may want to throw another frustration arrow back at the person but you're not doing that rather you're calming the other person down at your cost you know by getting little irritated and then you're thinking of how to bring his irritation down you are serving him so this way you can really please krishna and if we do this every moment any any talk before we do if we are watchful am i am i going to do something to please my what false ego see by discussing that i was i was talking about myself how one center used me so it is a false ego you know there's no need of talking about me um to um to anyone so uh, if we can think like that and if we think of how i can talk about krishna to those who want to hear about krishna then that is service you know uh, so uh, so with that um, i would like to end the session um, and uh, if you have any questions i can take uh, uh, only 
two questions because I have to attend a meeting at 7 p.m. Hare Krishna Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances. Uh, Mataji, uh, I have a question like as you mentioned like uh, you were dis uh, sharing uh, the temple was misusing you like. Uh, so uh, if it happens with uh, any of uh, us, so what we should do? Uh, I said temple is not misusing me, temple yeah. is not using me. Yeah, yeah you like, like taking out the services and all like. Uh, no, I am telling you, the temple is not able to take out service from me because see, if temple is giving a seva which I am not able to do, I am not doing and temple is not saying anything because it's it's all free, it's all voluntary, right? Mm -hmm. So devotees don't, um, devotees don't chastise me. They just request Mataji, see so many Matajis are coming, please when you will come and start classes. And I was going there, but when I go there, Matajis are not there. Because I go for morning session and Matajis come for afternoon session, that too when Prasadam is going to come. You know, so I go for morning session and when I go and come, then there is nobody there and I come back. This is what was happening in the past. Then they are saying always, they, when they see me, they will tell. How, may, how often they will tell? In a year, two, three times they will tell. But I will keep it every week in my heart that I, I could have served, I could have served. But if somebody should be there, no. Means they are not telling me, Mataji, you please come at this time. We are bringing all of them. At least once in a month you do or once in two months you do. Or Mataji, can you do a class this particular Wednesday or this particular? And they should give me only once a month. Then I will go for that sake. And, you know, then I will do it. But that they are not able to do because they are totally occupied. Actually, sevadaris are very few. They are in need of sevadaris. So, they asking me is very perfect. Only thing is the distance between me and the temple is around 12 kilometers. And I am not working, which means I can't afford to go by auto rickshaw. You know, I have to pay for the auto rickshaw. That is not possible. But when I go to Dham, I do a lot of seva. Why? Because I am in the temple campus and I can do any seva there. Now, uh, you know, if I'm in the temple campus, then any day, every day, I can do seva. But when I'm away from the temple and when I have no conveyance, the other temple, you know what they're doing? They're giving me um, when occasionally the seva. All of a sudden, tomorrow can you do it? And we will, we will sponsor for your going and coming. Means they will only book my auto and they will only book my auto back. Then what is the problem for me? I have no problem. I am not spending a rupee and one seva opportunity. I am very happy to do that. But here they ask me to come every weekend and when I come nobody is there. And then, uh, and then when they are keeping on reminding that is when I am going for Yatra. I am not there. Then they are not misusing. They are not using me only. This is the sadness that I have. Not that they are misusing. They don't know to use me like that you know uh, that is the point Mataji yeah. um, if, if somebody is misusing uh, hmm. then you can say see I have only this much capacity you know I can do only this much in a week and beyond this it is out of my reach so um, uh, if you give me this much I will be very happy to do that's all you have to tell them clearly Mataji but uh, uh, unfortunately I didn't get that opportunity means I am not able to do even one seva to the temple where I am really connected to where I love to do seva I am not able to do it at least I am happy that on Facebook when I was preaching I was asking 
people to transfer donation to our temple account so at least whatever money has come that was the seva that i did without doing anything it just as and whoever transferred our temple got it other than that preaching service which i love to do i am not able to do there um, because they are not asking me to come at a particular time or they are not able to organize people when i told if you tell me a particular time and if everybody comes and then i go they they will not tell me also you know i have informed that also but they are not able to do that actually because they are totally totally packed they don't have time you know they are uh, the seva are many and they are very few so they are not able to do things all together that is why now they have made a whatsapp group and in that group they are uh, making some um, women's um, uh, party party means <laughs> kirtan and class and nice interesting prasad and some games games are added that's all you know uh, one one game per per party i guess but i could not go to any of their parties because it was i was in the yatra that time now if they conduct i can't go because my daughter is having exam and so after her exam then i should think of going like that you know so what i was telling is um, that they are not able to take seva out of me but another temple is very um, i am not going only i didn't even see their temple but they are giving me such seva which is in my area you know and they are spending for my going and coming and i don't have to spend so i am very happy to do that like that you know uh, like i was just making a i wanted to make a comment but i didn't do it um, because i thought it's a waste of time it's about the false ego it's about me and i didn't want to do like that i was telling mataji yeah and another question also that is this mataji like that is also false uh, that will also be counted in false ego is uh, like if something is happening in temple and uh, like uh, some devotees are saying uh, again and again indirectly to us and we are just uh, ignoring ignoring and uh, we want to say because it is happening again and again and again again and again so should we say uh, that uh, like you are doing this and this or uh, that will also be counted in false ego or like we should just be at it and just leave it like okay let it be let it be so what to do in that situation mataji yes it will be very much false ego dear mataji it's very much false ego um and if if somebody is finding fault with us we should not defend and if somebody is committing fault regularly then also uh, if you want to point out it should be done very sweetly she says sometimes seniors also you know commit some they give give some orders which are wrong which we should not do like some, somebody may say some some senior may not be doing bishop panchaka fasting okay the last four days um, but uh, you may be wanting to follow bishop panchaka now at that time if they say that all not required mataji that's for advanced devotees mm-hmm. why you are doing that you don't have to show up suppose yeah mm-hmm. then uh, we have to say oh, okay okay is it okay okay that's all you don't have to oppose them you know mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you can even say they can say sometimes you can even say ah okay yes means you can even say what is wrong as right if the other person has a very big false ego if if we if we tell that it is wrong they may feel very offended so there's no need to offend if they're in a position to take it then we can say or if they are um, if potentially it's going to harm us then we can uh, tell it in a very polite way she says you know very politely sweetly to seniors you know if seniors give some wrong instructions we can politely seen um, you know sweetly uh, tell it at the right time at proper time she says you know so that way um, we are not offending anybody and that is i think the way um, uh, we have to handle otherwise it's nothing but our false ego you know um, I, i tell you it is uh, so not this not the book this this book let me open i was trying to open that book 
as I am talking to you. So to read out that particular thing. Ha, here it is. How I got it direct. See here, I'll read out for you. See, one cannot follow incorrect orders of a superior, but one should not show hostility towards him using disrespectful or harsh words. One should put a stop to their improper behavior or instructions by using sweet words, humility, and gentle reasoning at the proper time. You see, like that. You know, if if somebody is senior and if they are junior, then you can use the same thing, and you can say, uh, you know, um, whenever it need not be at a proper time when they are doing something wrong. Maybe you can tell, but it should be not done with envy. Corrections, no? She says um, we should not in sheltering relationships books correcting others in the, under the topic. Mm. We can correct someone, but our correction should not be mixed with envy. Sometimes you know people who are very envious, they correct us also with envy. Suppose say you will give a class, yeah. and if somebody is very envious. Uh, mm. Of you, some senior is very envious of you, and you are giving very good class even compared to your senior. So the senior will say, "See, um, you should not talk like that. When you talk, you should take care to address the need of the people. What examples you are giving? You should not do like that. That means you feel, is this senior talking to me out of envy or yes? I didn't um, realize that I am not upon the need of the audience, but I was giving a good example." They will understand, but um, you will start worrying. You think this person is mixed with envy. So instead of taking a correction, we will be only doing fault finding in the senior. So that is why we should not be that kind of a senior who is correcting others with envy in the heart. When our envy calms down, that is when we can tell them uh, as a well-wishing friend. You know, if, if our intention is to wish, wishing well for a person, then we can give them corrections. But even Prabhupada, when he gave corrections, later on he would say, she, Mother Devaki says, later on he would say, um, you know, please don't mind, my words were a little strong. Um, it was, the intention was not to hurt you. I was just uh, wanting something good for you. Like that Prabhupada used to say, it seems, you know, sometimes when he spoke harshly to his disciples. So you see, because he was very non-envious, when he is angry also, in a moment he would turn, his anger would turn and he would become cool and he would... Um, smile and things like that. So that is Prabhupada, means when uh, we are not actually, and I think that quality all mothers will understand because how we correct our children, especially the babies, that keep putting the finger into the mouth. You know, you say, hey, don't put, hey, don't put, and it touches the dirt, and it's traveling in a vehicle, and it's putting, digging the, putting finger into the most dusty area, and then nicely putting inside the mouth. Then what you will do? Chee, what is this? And then when the baby uh, will make a face, then we'll immediately smile. Means we they have no envy with the baby. We are just correcting, you know, out as a well-wishing friend. So that way, you know, that, that is how Prabhupada was with his disciples. You know, he would correct out of love to help the person to be uplifted. So if we are, um, you know, uh, following in Prabhupada's footsteps, and if we are like a mother to someone, and like a mother with the, uh, so much of love, if we are correcting someone, to help them to get uplifted, then that's all right. Otherwise, if we are really disturbed by envy, then that is when we should not correct others. Like that, you know. So these all are um, false ego. And because if we are with envy when we uh, correct others, it will hit on their false ego. So we are damaging their false ego. And then they will reply, respond in a way, it hurts our false ego. By saying, mm -hmm. but um, I saw you also doing that, Mataji, once. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, last time you also did like this. <laughs> you know, so that will immediately hit us because the junior is telling me. I mm -hmm. went to credit, you are telling me back. It will hit our false ego. So, 
all these are falsico businesses we have to be very very cautious um, you know to uh, so that is why you know anything before we talk anything before we correct let us think am i doing it to to make myself happy myself happy means make my my falsico feel great that's mm-hmm. the other word making me or am i doing it as a service to krishna hari guru vaishnavas mm-hmm. am i doing it so if we question ourselves then we will never dance to the falsego's demands we should first you know stop dancing to falsego's demands and we should become a puppet in hari guru vaishnavas sense vaishnavas means senior devotees like our guru um, you know that kind of uh, you know there not just one spiritual master we have many shiksha gurus right so we should be like a puppet in our seniors hands we should be like a puppet in guru's hand we should be senior means non envious seniors who are our best well wishers whom we really trust if we are like a puppet in their hand then you know we are sure to progress and all the time every moment anything we do if we are just checking am i doing it to entertain my false ego or am i doing it to uh, serve the other person you know th- then if the answer is serve then go ahead if the answer is to make myself happy means make my false ego bigger don't do it uh, so mm. this way if we will follow this particular thing na we all can see so much of uh, progress we, we may be feeling our progress is going slow but we can really perceive the progress every day you know we get opportunity every moment to make a choice whether at this moment i should entertain my false ego's demands or krishna's ex- expectation you know one example i last thing i'll tell you oh my god what's the time now 7 o'clock i'll stop uh, okay there is one um, uh, one uh, devotee you know he is looking for a girl and every girl will end up rejecting him because he is having a very big false ego and to him you know i end up counseling counseling calling so much and because of that my reading won't happen my hearing won't happen and mm-hmm. then you know um, uh, i was told that you are, you are not doing reading and hearing that is the sometimes i do counseling then counseling don't spend so much time it it i end up losing time because he has a big false ego he does not agree immediately he'll give reasons then i'd say no that not that way yes uh, and i didn't realize he has a big false ego so there's no point correcting him it won't happen in short so mm-hmm. i should be very cautious about how much i spend time so this all i understood after reading the book you know mm-hmm. so people with big false ego don't try to correct them though the ones who have big false ego they will not even know that they have false ego and those who have very small false ego for them when we tell they will pass ah oh, yeah it's my false ego and they feel very embarrassed oh yeah correct i have it you know because they are having small false ego they are able to accept it big false ego people um, devaki mataji said that she told one lady one devotee you know was under devaki mataji so she told see you are getting into fights with every devotee because you have a big false ego most probably you are to take care of the false ego false ego ha <laughs> she laughed it seems i don't even have a false ego <laughs> and uh, i don't even know what's the false ego you know to that extent i don't have only she said so devaki mataji said see this is the danger i thought when people have big false ego they don't even see that it's there there's a problem that's why she is having problem with every single devotee every, any single devotee says something she feels very hurt why are they all hurting me why are they all so people who have big false ego they feel everybody are hurting us hmm. but maybe we have a very big false ego that's why we are hurting everybody that they try to correct us and their correction looks like they are torturing us you know so that is why uh, when people correct us we have to take it um, we have to check whether it is correct or wrong then if it is correct we have to correct ourselves if it is not correct then we have to do amani na mana dena give them just respect is it okay i will try to improve and leave it that's all if they are doing it out of envy just leave it so this way we can um, avoid entertaining our false ego i think um, i have answered your question mataji
Yeah, beautifully, Mataji. So many, like, uh, so many doubts were, like, going on. As you were telling, so all the, like, matters ha had happened. So, like, you clarified so many questions. Thank you so much, Mataji. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your question, dear Mataji. I think now we have to end because I have to get ready for another Zoom session with our...